Hello everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. Hope you're having a great week. There's myself and Pierce here and we're gonna be bringing to you today five tips, five, actually I'm gonna stress it, five fast, easy tips to help you break 90. Now currently we're actually running a bit of a challenge to try and help a lot of our members and community break 90. So we thought we'd do a, a podcast for you guys with some really valuable tips that we think you can go out there on the golf course and apply straight away and see the results. And we've also created this free uh, ebook, downloadable ebook, with tips on, on mindset, strategy, um, in terms of how to get the most out of par threes, par fours, and par fives. Some very simple key things that you can just look at, read, and apply. And I think sometimes, Pierce, we get so bogged down with technique and thinking that technique's the whole answer, but we've got to understand really how do we get around the golf course? How do we how do we get the golf ball in the hole in as least shots as possible? And a lot of the time, there's more to it than just technique. Uh, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. And one thing that the best players in the world have is the luxury of having a caddy. Now they've earned it because they're the best players in the world. But when you've got a caddy, a caddy can offer clarity in a certain decision. And unfortunately, as golfers, we're all guilty of this. We don't often have clarity in, in lots of decisions that we have to make on the golf course. So as you say, in this ebook, there's loads of things in there which are so simple that you can do straight away. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast as well. We wanted to highlight, you know, as you say, five things that if you can actually think on these things when you go and play, and you don't have to think too hard, they are going to help you make clear decisions when you're about to play a golf shot, which would be very nice, wouldn't it? Definitely, yeah. So click the link in the description when you listen to this and you can you can check that ebook out for free. Right, okay, let's get into the first tip. And as Pierce said, instant, these are these are really you apply these and we believe that will have a massive impact on your score. Okay, first of all, in the rough, let the the lie dictate the club before the distance. And what we mean by this, this is and, and the reason we've come up with these because these are the things that we see golfers do time and time again. So we'll go on the golf course and we'll play golf and we'll see maybe one of our students and that they've hit the ball in the rough to the right. They've sliced it in the rough to the right. They've got 230 yards left of the green. Now the ball's sitting down. There's not a chance in hell that they are going to get a hybrid or a fairway metal to it. But what do we see? They pull it out of their bag. They've got this three. I can get it there. But what they're doing is they're looking at the yardage and making the club decision based on the yardage without really looking at the lie first. So they're going, I've got miles left, I just need to hit a long club. Now the problem is, when the ball's sitting down, you've got zero chance of hitting a fairway metal or a hybrid, or even a long iron out of that lie. So what we're saying is, what you need to do before you even look at the distance is go, okay, what club can I get to that? Is it a short iron? Is it a mid iron? Is it a, can I get a longer club to it? If you're very, very lucky, very rare, if it's sitting on the top, great, you can get a longer club. But if it's sitting down, a long iron or a hybrid or a fairway metal is just not going to happen. So that's the first thing you've got to look at. You've got to go, well, look, what club can I get to this? The second thing that you need to make the decision on is then going, well, if I've got 230 left, let's say you can get a mid iron to it, maybe a mid iron. If you've got 230 left, you've got to then think, well, what is the club or what is the distance that I'd like left? So for the next shot, yeah. For the, the next, next shot. shot. So you've got 230 yards left. How far would I ideally like my ball to be away from the green. So let's say you go, well, I, I love it to be 180 yards, sorry, uh, 80 yards away. I love it to be 80 yards away. That means you need to hit the golf ball 150 yards. Because 230 minus uh, 80 leaves you 150. So the end, okay, right now is my eight iron. Okay, hit my eight iron 150, that's the club I use. 
So there's two ways that you need to do this. You need to look at the, the, the lie first and go, what club can I actually get to that? And then you need to go, okay, what's the distance that I would like in that's going to give you the, the most confidence, uh, the best success rate that I'm going to pull it off as well. So you really need to make better decisions. And golfers just mess this all up all the time. We actually played last week in, um, in LA and we played it was one of the holes and um, Miles is in the rough. Miles is in the rough on one of the holes, Pierce. And second I'm like, hole. Second, was it second hole? It was one of them anyway. And I'm like, he's pulled a hybrid out there. I'm going, this, 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 this is the wrong choice. He actually hit it really well at that. If you remember, it was... Oh, on the right side of the yeah, fairway. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. more later in the round, actually. Yeah. But he hit it really well. And I'm going, wow. He obviously wasn't lying too bad. But the, the, rare, the rare chance that you hit that hybrid really well... He was still left with short of the green. It was a one in 20 shot. It was a one in 20 shot. He ripped it out there. It was a great shot. Um, But yeah, look, you've got to look at the, let the the lie dictate the club, not the the actual yardage. I'm I'm laughing when you're going, when you're talking about this, because I'm thinking about all the people I've seen do this. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we've got to talk about the one quickly. Came out of lockdown, me, Andy, Chris Jones, Big Daz go to play golf at the Asprey. Big Daz pulls his tee shot into the water hazard. There's no water in it because it's very dry. And it's surrounded by weeds. He's almost in a bush. The lie is that bad. He can, he can get a swing at it, but it's t- so bad. He's 250 yards, pulls out a hybrid. And I'm, I'm laughing and I'm running over to him at the same time with my phone. I press record. Are you going to hit the hybrids there? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got 250. I can get it there. I'm like, you're not. Anyway, he topped it 10 yards and he actually lost his ball. Yeah. <laughs> he topped it 10 yards in front of him and still lost it. That's how bad the lie was. No warm-up. He hadn't played for probably three months and he thinks he can pull off a shot that probably Tiger and couldn't pull off. The, and, and because he's our friend, we can be harsh to him <laughs> like that. But unfortunately, we are seeing this with golfers as well. So, And hey, do you know what? I'm sure we've done it before. I'm oh, sure, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm sure we've looked at a shot and gone, no yeah, question. Well, if I get my best one, my, 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 my one out of 20 best shot, yeah, it's unfortunately... Golf is about percentages. Exactly. Okay, next tip then, Pierce. Number two. Yeah, number two is about putting. Now, this is going to sound really strange, but how's about forgetting about the line on your putts? Now, we're not saying don't read the putt and understand how it's going to break, but one thing that we do see a lot is people, even three putting from 10 or 15 feet, because they're so obsessed with the line, getting the line right, I've got to hold this putt, I've got to hold this putt, I've got to hold this putt, and before you know it, they've hit the putt and they're now five feet past. And they've now got to, they're now in a place now where they've got a five footer and they, they, they had a birdie chance, 15 foot birdie putt, and now they've got a five foot par putt. So one thing that we, if we think about putting, what's the objective really? Of course, the objective is to get the ball in the hole. But if you could play a whole round of golf, if you're looking to break 90 and you had two putts on every green, I'm pretty sure that you would break 90 in most instances. You'll probably find if you, do, if you do keep stats, if you do ARCOS stats or any other kind of stats, that you're putting, you're getting more than 36 putts around when you're, when you're not breaking 90. So if you could just two put every green, we believe that that's actually good enough for you to break 90 in most instances, unless you have a, a real bad ball striking game. So maybe, maybe a focus for you when you go out and play next is, I'm just gonna get my ball as near to the hole as possible so that I can almost guarantee I'm going to knock the next one in. Now, if you're 50 feet away, of course, that challenge is hard. But if you're 15 feet away, think about just getting it really close to the hole. And then from there, you probably will two put the majority of the time is doing it that way from, from inside 20 feet. 
and that would be really helpful to your scores because Andy, we just see it that how often do people just hit it? Oh, they, they get aggressive or they want to, they, they're trying to hold it, they're focusing on the line, and suddenly before you know it, they're not thinking about pace and they launch it quite a bit past. Yeah, and we, we want you to think about the line. We want you to have it in your process, read the greens. But the, the, I think the point, the main point of this is when you're over the golf ball, forget line and tune into the pace. So even if you've got a six footer, a seven footer, like, yes, you want to get it online, but just, fo just focus on the pace. And if you focus on the pace, you've got much more chance of holding it. You, you, the last thing you want to do is leave a seven footer short. You want to make sure that that pace is good. So go through your process, read the greens, but when you're over the golf ball, forget about line and switch to pace. Go tune into that feel, and that's gonna help you whether it's a six footer or whether it's a 40, 50 footer. So continue to read the greens, but when you're over the golf ball, the completely forget about that line. The line is done. As soon as you've aimed it, the line is done. So if when you're looking at the hole then, you know, your line is done. And whenever you're looking at the hole and just, you're just trying to imagine how, well, how hard have I got to hit this sucker? Okay, number three. Number three, okay. So um, I, I wrote down in the notes here, you must have a good, because we, we, I actually wrote down first, you must have a pre-shot routine. And then I, I put down, no, you must have a good pre-shot routine. Because you can have a routine that's actually pretty crap. Yeah. So you must have a good pre-shot routine. Well, why do you have a good pre-shot pre routine? Because there's a few key elements that you need to do. Pierce mentioned at the start, the caddies ask questions to the player. Well, we, we, are, we don't have caddies, unfortunately. So we need to ask ourselves good questions. So if we ask ourselves good questions within our pre-shot routine, like, okay, where do I really not want to miss this green? Okay, I really don't want to miss it over there to the right because that's going to short side me. That's great. That allows me to make a better decision on where I'm going to aim. So asking good questions at the start, like, what's the wind doing? How's the wind going to affect the ball here? Where do I not want to be? Where's a spot on the green that I can really allow some margin for error for me by asking great questions that allows you then to go okay i'm going to aim over there i'm going to hit one club more i'm going to do this because i've actually just gone through a certain routine so great questions will allow you to make great decisions it also allows you to get clear on exactly what you want a lot of golfers don't really know what they want they step onto the tee and they see a fairway or a green and just hit without going well what, where do I actually want to place the golf ball? What does a good shot look like here? What's the flight like? Where do I want it to pitch? Is there going to be any roll when it lands on the green? So really getting clear there of clarity of what you want. This is why it's so important to have a routine. Um, also good rehearsals. You know, it allows you to make good rehearsals of the movement that you want to do. And then commit to the shot. So by then just going through this process, you're going, right, I'm now going to commit but all this encompasses one thing as well. If you work on a routine, so let's say you go on the golf course and you really want to break 90 for the first time. If you say, well, look, today what I'm going to really do is focus on my routine. If you're focusing on your routine and focusing on what you want and taking in the right things and asking the right questions, you're not thinking about the future. And one of the damaging thing is if you know you're on for a great round, you know that you need to, let's say, finish through the next three holes in one over par. Well, if you know you need to do that, there's a bit of pressure and it's so easy to get ahead of yourself. But if you've got a great routine, you go, right, all I'm gonna do is, and you hear a lot of people say, say um, you know, the, the pros, I'm gonna stay in the present. It's quite cliche. I need to one just shot stay, at a time. Exactly, I need to stay in the present. Well, the routine allows you to stay in the present. It allows you to go, right, what do I wanna do here? It allows you to focus on each shot at that right time so you can just execute, commit, 
and move on to it. So get yourself a routine, practice it on the driving range, make sure it's good, good decisions, clarity of what you want, good rehearsals, commit to the shot. All these things are an important part. We've got loads of videos that we've done on this as well, but having a good pre-shot routine allows you to stay calm and get away from that sort of nervousness of what could be or what potential, this could be my best round ever. Or So it just enables you to just stay calm under that pressure, really. I like the emphasis of good there, but I think this is just something that you can just practice. And, and, and how often do you practice your pre-shot routine? It's kind of like, well, it, it's something that's, that's never really practiced. So next time you go to the driving range, go and practice it. Go and give yourself a little template and go, yeah, well, I'll do this, I'll do this, and then I'll do this. And I think you'll find that if you can make that consistent and train it, it's just as important as training your golf, training your golf swing. Um, I like the way that I get the controversial ones, Andy. Number four, don't aim at the target. So <laughs> putting forget about line, and number four, don't aim at the target. Now, again, let's explain this a little bit, but often we'll find when golfers are aiming at the target, that target is probably, let's, let's talk about an approach to the green, that, that target is probably at the flag. So for a start off, do we want to be going for the flags? Well, in our experience, actually going for the middle of the green would be a better thing to do. But that's just an instance in then just going for the flag. But we also need to understand how often do we hit the ball on that target? How consistent are we at doing that? And we know from the, the, the coaching that we've done, hey, we find it hard to hit the ball where we want to hit it, me and Andy. So someone who's trying to break 90 is going to be in exactly the same position where you just, it is hard to understand where it's going to go when you hit it. So, one, so what we're sort of saying here is, there's a couple of things we're saying here, but one of the main things is, Understanding what is your consistent ball flight, what does it do, if it's a fade then that's fine and then understanding how that fade maps out on a shot. So if you have got a, a green that you're going into where the flag is on the left hand side of the green and you're thinking well let's go right hand side of the green, let's go for the flag, let's aim at the flag and see if I can get it close. Your best bet is to go well I'm actually going to aim at the left side of the green, even left of the green and allow the ball, I'm actually just doing the mannerisms here Andy as we're talking, and actually just allow that golf ball to start at the left hand side of the green. If it stays straight it's not a problem because you've got a simple, a simple-ish up and down. If it fades a little bit then fantastic it might go in the middle of the green. If it fades a lot then hopefully it'll catch a bit of the front right edge of the green. But understanding that you shouldn't be trying to aim straight to hit straight shots and aiming at the specific targets like the flag is a good way to be. So understanding what is your ball flight and allowing for that ball flight when you're playing your shots is a much better way of actually getting around a golf course because I always remember I always remember Seve. Um, he would say that he would get on the driving range and the, the shape that he would hit on the range, whether it's a fade or a draw or a very or a relatively neutral shape, would dictate what he would do that day. And I think, you know, and that, that's Seve talking. Um, maybe he wasn't the straightest of golfers, and I think when he got injured, he got, you know, he was, he was less accurate. But ultimately, if you have the mindset of going, you know, well, I've kind of got an idea that I have got this fade here, I just need to play for this. So it's okay to aim left of target to allow the ball to come back. It's okay to play away from the flags. Sometimes it's okay to play away from the fairways. Jordan Spieth did in the Open a few years ago. But I think, Andy, just the golfers trying to be precise and trying to hit a straight shot, it's just not the way to, 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 to play golf at, at any level, really. It I really th yeah, is. I think there's a, there's a lot of golfers out there who are, who are trying to do things correctly. <laughs> so they go on the golf course and go, okay, 
I want to play correct golf. I yeah. need to aim straight and hit straight golf shots. So that's the way we need to play. Well, I think one of the key things that you can do is go, forget playing correct golf. Like, how do I just get the golf ball get in play? And I think we maybe mentioned this on the, one of the recent podcasts is when I played golf a few weeks ago with a guy, he was probably a 28 handicap. I think for the first 12 holes, he'd mm. sliced every tee shot, everyone. But he continued to aim dead straight down the middle of the fairway. And I'm going, so he's trying to play correct golf. He's going, well, I'm slicing it, but I should aim straight, aim straight. And maybe I'll hopefully hit one straight in a minute. Whereas it's like, well, look, if your focus is score, like rather than trying to play correct golf on the golf course, get the golf ball in play, get it close to the flag, no matter, like, doesn't matter how you do it. If you aim 30 yards left of the fairway, it doesn't matter if the ball, it, it, as long as the ball gets in play. So don't go out there thinking that you need to play correct golf and oh, I need to aim square and I need to fix my golf swing like that. Just do, do whatever it takes to get the job done. And I think if you do, if you do that and go, screw everything, I'm just going to play golf today and try and get the golf ball mm. on the fairway. If you've hit the first three with a bit of fade and it's missed right, Aim in the rough on the left one, on the next Do one. It. Aim at, yeah. like, there's so many instances on the golf course yeah, yeah, where yeah. I am not aiming anywhere near the middle yeah. of the fairway or the flag, the middle of the green. Sometimes I'm aiming off the green, off the fairway, right or left, because A, there might be danger on a certain side of the hole which I want to avoid, so I want to make sure I, I miss that. But B, I'm going, well, I've maybe hit a couple of blocks here, so I've got a bit of, push, a bit of a push in me at the moment, so it's like, well, let me just aim left, and if I push it, Great, I'm okay, but if I hit it straight, then I'm still okay. Think, think of this, just back to what Andy just said there. If you've hit two shots in a row which have missed the right, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Do not aim square on that third shot. You have to be aiming left to allow for it. Again, I'm having a big Daz, big Daz uh, bashing session, this one is, in that uh, we played West Langs a few years with him, a few years ago with him, and he hit the first nine tee shots, I think he sliced the majority of them and he was still aiming square. He got on the 10th tee, he necked it, smothered it. It wasn't a great ball flight. It hit the fairway because he hit that neck horrible shot. And he's like, oh, and, says, and then we just actually had to laugh at him and just say, look, Daz, what are you doing? Why don't you just try aiming a little bit further left? And I'm pretty sure he did that for the rest of the round. And he was, he was look, it doesn't mean that you're going to be great, but it means that you are going to get around a golf course and you're not going to keep hitting the same bad shot over and over. Yeah, don't try and play perfect golf. Just get, get it done. The best players will just figure out a way to get it done and get the ball in the hole. Get the ball in the hole. Okay, fifth tip. Have an it's not over till it's over attitude. Um, look, golf is, golf is heavily between the ears as well. And there's so many things that you can do from a mindset standpoint. And one of the things that we just see is that um, the start of a round or just any time in the round can influence your mindset, how you feel and what you do and, and, and things. So for instance, let's say you start with a double bogey and then another double bogey. Straight away there, it's so easy and we've heard it and probably said it in the past as well ourselves. It's like, oh, it's completely ruined my round now. That's it, I'm not gonna break 90. It's completely ruined my round. But we know golf is so random and it's so, it's so um, chaotic and unpredictable you cannot have that attitude. If you have that attitude and you give up after two holes because you've started bad, then you're just never gonna get to that point. So it's like, well, what do we do? Well, in that scenario, you just never know what could happen. 
you could have two double bogeys, but you could then bounce back with a birdie and another birdie, and you're going, wow, I'm actually now back on track and ahead of where I need to be. You're not going to do that if you're mad and you've given up. You, no, and then you're not putting the timing, you're not taking your pre-shot routine because you're annoyed, and then you make bad decisions because you've given up. If you just, and it's, this is a skill that needs practice, this is. You've got to understand that the start of your round does not determine the rest of your round. Your front nine does not determine the back nine. You could have, how many times, Pierce? I mean, you've had it, I've had it, uh, I think of Oxley so many times where we were junior members at, where mm. it's like you have a, a, a shocking front nine, you go, oh, God, I've had a real shocker. And then you come in on the back nine, you shoot three or four under, mm. and you go, wow, I've actually really pulled that back. Now, if you gave up, and you, and you, you just wouldn't be able to do that, but if you can stay with it, whether it's the first two holes, you know, starting bad, whether it's the front nine, whether it's the, you've had a, a tricky first 13 or 14 holes, whatever it is, even if you're not going to break 90, train the skill of not giving up until it's over. Mm. Because what you're going to find is that you might, you might finish with a birdie and a birdie and maybe shoot 91, but you're still going to feel great about coming off because you've gone, I didn't give up. And I've kept going and I've, I've stayed positive and I've just haven't given up there, but I've pulled down. What a great finish that was. So the next round that you, you play, you're taking that skill and you're taking that, um, that way of playing and that mindset to the next game. And it's such a powerful thing not to give up. And you, I mean, you, you know, we talk about Tiger a lot, but if Tiger was going to shoot 90, he'd be trying his ass Never off shot. on that last shot. Was Every it, single shot. Where was it? Yeah, was it what hole was it? Augusta. He had the twelfth. He had the twelfth. He had a ten, and then he had like five birdies in exactly. the next six, seven holes. And this, here's the thing with Tiger. It's obvious. Okay, <laughs> we're telling you to be like Tiger Woods here. So, but but we, there are in this instance, you can be like Tiger Woods. You can actually get to the point where you don't give up. But the fact he had a ten probably made him even more determined to go. I'm going to show people that I just never give up. And I think that, that, I really believe that was part of his mindset in that. He's going, I know that people would give up here. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to show you that I won't give up. Exactly. And ultimately, think of golf. Golf isn't it about... It would have killed his pride as well. Yeah, yeah. His pride is shot at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And, and most people's ego, mm -hmm. if we shoot a 10, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's destroying, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, like, oh, done. this is so painful. So to keep going is harder yeah. than to give up. And Yeah, absolutely. And in, in his instance... Him shooting that 10, he was out of the tournament anyway. That, that was it. it was, he was done. There was, it was no point. He could easily have just parred in and just yeah, got yeah, yeah. damage limitation. But he was actually determined enough to go, no, I'm going to do something about this. But think of this. Golf is not about one game of golf. Golf is about all of the games of golf that you play. So if you can start to train that mindset when it goes really bad that I'm not going to give up. Well, the next round of golf you might play, it might not be a quadruple bogey or a 10 or 11 or a 12, but it might be a double bogey. And you're going to need that resolution from there to then go, no, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm still going to continue. I'm still going to work at this. I'm still going to fight. It's not about being aggressive. It's about just being clear, saying to yourself, I'm just going to be clear on my next shot. So when you have that bad hole, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to be clear. What's my decision? I'm on the 13th tee. I've just had a 10. What, am, what does it look like here? Well, I'm going to hit it down the left because I'm going to lie from a fade. But just, just having that moment of clarity but then also having that resolve to go do you know what no i'm not going to give up because i don't i don't i owe more to myself as a golfer than that don't want to get too deep on that andy no but, no it's, it's, i think it's, it's a very yeah. valid point it, it, it's it's i almost i'm almost thinking of this now and going i want people listening to this to have an eight <laughs> have an eight 
and actually figure out how to not give up after that. Here's an opportunity. I know what this is going to do for you in the future. It's, it's a good opportunity. Use yeah. that game. Definitely, yeah. And I think it's probably the hardest one out of all these tips, but it's something that if you practice, it's amazing what you can salvage, but you've just, mm. it's, a, it's a skill that takes time, but um, you can still implement it. If you're going out today or tomorrow to yeah. play, you are going to have a bad hole. <laughs> yep. That is 100%. So think about this. When you have a bad hole today or tomorrow, it might be a double, it might be a triple, it might be worse. You say, right, here's an opportunity to test myself, yeah. to go, right, come on, let's focus on pre-shot routine. Let's get back to it. Let's stay, po let's stay, let's stay possible of what could happen still. It's interesting because I'm actually just thinking now, I've given up loads of times when I've been playing golf. I've never felt good for doing it. I've never felt, I've ne it's never made me feel better giving up. But I can think of the occasions where I, like Andy says, maybe Oxley, where you were, you know, you're five or six over on the front nine, you've come back in three under. That made me feel brilliant. And it's, it's a way of saying, you, so you go in and the first thing that people say, what you shot today, what you shot today? I say, oh, I shot 73. And they go, oh, okay, yeah. But, but then I would say, oh, but I was three or four under for the back nine. I would never say I was six over the front nine. I say I was three or four hundred. Yeah, nine. they can work a score out from from themselves it, from there. Yeah, it just but shows. that that for me, and it's interesting just thinking about it. That definitely was a satisfying game of golf because I didn't give up. So actually, you're going to enjoy yeah, golf. Even, yeah, even if they have shot a 90, 92 or ninety three, knowing what you've done, knowing your resilience and what you've mm -hmm. done on the on the on the back, can make a huge difference. So let's let's summarise these then for you guys. So we've got number one: <laughs> let the lie dictate the club before the distance. When you're in the rough. Don't just pull out the number based on the distance. Look at the lie first. Think about what you can get and then work out the, the distance that you'd like left in. Number two, forget about the line when you're over the golf ball. Do all that pre, get over there and just focus on pace. Number four, you must have a good pre-shot routine that keeps you present. So practice that next time you go for the range. Work it out or even write it down so you're clear on it. Number four, don't aim at your target. Get the golf ball in the in the hole in as least shots as possible whatever it takes you don't have to aim down the middle of the fairway and at the flags and then number five have an it's not over till it's over attitude five great tips there that i think will be uh, easy to, easy for yeah. you to impl implement easy-ish for you to implement yeah i think so i think so it's not it's simple not hard. it's not it's not hard to not the last one's it. harder it will take yeah. time but you can still do it instantly tomorrow just do it just do it just use accept it as a challenge and have a bit of fun with it but yeah thanks so much for listening everybody don't forget to download the free ebook caddy playbook in the description and uh, you'll be seeing a little bit more from us soon on break 90 as well so uh, I hope you have a good day. And yes. let us know if you break 90 by using one of these tips. Yeah, Tag exactly. us in on social, please. Yes, thanks, thanks so guys. We'll speak to you all soon. See you soon.